So I have to get out of my ideas and I have to ask who? Jesus. I've got to ask Jesus to open up laborers for the harvest field. And I believe that's what we're doing here over the next 24 hours. I think we're being equipped and trained to prepare for the next great harvest. But I truly believe we're in a moment that's bigger than 27 people. Working with the local church to take the hope of Christ to every student in the United States. This is First Priority. Now here are your hosts, Steve Cherico and Brad Skelling. Steve, welcome to a First Priority podcast. Thank you, Brad. Glad to be here. I am as well. Thanks everyone for joining us again today. I'm glad you're here and listening in. In their car, on the World Wide Web, yes. pretty much everywhere. Yes, most everywhere. definitely. Yeah. yeah. So thanks everybody for joining us today. We've got a good show for you. We are going to take you to director training uh, where Steve opened us the first day in a devotion. Um, it was one of those God spoke to you moments, and it was the right timing in the right place. It wasn't planned, but uh, it was good. So it's about a nine-minute segment that uh, we're going to just peek in on how the Lord spoke to you and through you, and then uh, we'll comment about it afterwards again. How's that sound? Sounds like a great plan. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Lord, we just we say thanks. Uh, thanks for this church. The first place that I can remember, uh, first priority being in this town in a large group discussion. Thank you for Decatur, Alabama. God, thanks for the presence of all those from Ohio to Virginia to Florida. God, all the geography that you have put before us, help us, Lord, to hear your voice clearly. And God, as I just share for just a moment, we pray that your grace upon grace be with us. Be with Larry. Give him clarity of mind. Be with Brad. Um, give him clarity of mind. Be with all of our trainers. Um, let your will be done in all of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, um, I don't know about you, but there are days where I don't actually get to write in my little notebook when I do my devotional. Right? There are days, especially this time of year, I'm on a baseball field at least Thursday through Sunday, typically, with a group of boys. And so I may be listening to my devotional stuff. Or, and so when I get to write into my little tablet, hey, I need to write down my Devo, I, I will have to go back four or five days. I'm confessing what I did this morning, right? So I go back four or five days, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I listened to all the Old Testament stuff, and I didn't listen to Matthew. So I get frustrated with myself, right? I'm like, man, I'm so... Just get on it, right? Stop being bonkers. So... This morning, early, early, get up, do my Devo, and I'm reading through Jeremiah, I'm reading through Proverbs, and I get to Matthew, and I'm like, I should certainly be somewhere in Matthew 18 or 19, and I look back, I'm like, I'm in Matthew 9, way behind. I go through Matthew 9, and most of you probably know Matthew 9 pretty well, and I get to the bottom of Matthew 9, and there's a really, really familiar text, in, and I want to read it to you, because I immediately texted Robbins, Brad, and Larry, and said, this is a moment for us. To remember. And so Matthew 9, if you want to open it up, verse 35 says this, and it's headed, the workers are few. So after everything that happens in Matthew 9, the healing of people, the Pharisees talking that Jesus is demonic, all sorts of craziness, right? Verse 35, Jesus says this, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, their town centers, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, healing every disease and sickness. 
Verse 36, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because, he, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send workers into the harvest field. And when I think about what we are called to in a city center reality, right? The church is no longer the center of most places you go. It's either a government building, but go even farther than that. The center of most people's lives who are raising kids is what? The school. The school district. My kids' three schools that are a cluster together, they're the center. And Jesus has great compassion on the people. And when I listen to the words, look at the words, he says, has compassion because they're harassed and helpless. Anybody else hear a resounding gong of things you've thought about around the schools, school system, maybe your metro government? And then it says this, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And for those of you that are 13 days in and the days to come where you go looking for workers and you're frustrated because youth pastors don't have a 25-year burden to be on the campus because they want the kids to come where they are instead of them going to where the kids are, day 13, the workers have always been few. It is the creativity of those who are called to go reach the harvest. Right? And then, and then, ask the Lord of the harvest. You, you can come up with all sorts of good ideas. You've had a few, right? In the 11 years of Cater. I've had a bunch in Nashville. Natural Metro schools are some of the worst in the country. Come sit in my seat for a couple days. 1,400 evangelical churches. I can't get youth pastors on the campus in Metro Davidson County. They'll all high-five me. They'll all ask me to speak at their camps. They'll all ask me to be part of them. They like me. I'm not that likable. In fact, I got yelled at most of the way down here by baseball coaches. Not that likable. But they won't catch a burden, right? So I have to get out of my ideas, and I have to ask who? Jesus. I've got to ask Jesus to open up laborers for the harvest field. And I believe that's what we're doing here over the next 24 hours. I think we're being equipped and trained, we are being equipped and trained to prepare for the next great harvest. And I don't know if that's going to happen on a campus or it's going to happen with two kids that go reach a dad on a campus. I, I don't have any answers for that, right? I'm not that prophetic. I wish I was. But I truly believe we're in a moment that's bigger than 27 people. And so as you and I pray again for just a moment, I'm going to ask you to do what I need to do, which is all those things that you brought in today, I'm going to ask you to put them under the table. And I'm going to ask you and I to lock in and ask the Lord of the harvest, hey, therefore, Jesus, would you do something cool? Therefore, Jesus, would you get me out of my own way for 24 hours? Because like you, I'm believing deeply for the harvest. Will you pray with me? God, it's unbelievable the number of times that you put the right text in the right place at the right moment, and we are so grateful. God, we are all familiar with the text. Every person in this room is called. They're called to your kingdom. They're called to kingdom work. They're called to be a laborer in the harvest fields, or they wouldn't be here. They wouldn't give their time, their effort, their money. 
But God, my prayer this morning is that you would begin to multiply us by removing us and helping us to grow in our dependence on you and your kingdom. Therefore, we are asking you, sir, in both boldness and humility in our brokenness, we are asking you, sir, to meet us right where we are today. Be with Larry, give him insight beyond insight. Be with Warren and Mark, give them insight beyond insight. Be with Brad, be with this FPOA team. Help us to hear your voice clearly, for you are the Lord of the harvest. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Well, Steve, I hear you don't hear from the Lord often, but good job with that one. <laughs> so kind, so kind. You gotta take the opportunities when they present themselves uh, and when they just pop into your head. You just gotta, don't think before you speak, you just say it. You're an Andy Minio frenemy, that's <laughs> what you are. Oh, uh, no, that was good. That was really good. Uh, it was just one of those moments, like, like I said at the beginning, more properly, that, uh, yeah. It was appropriate for the moment of... It was, and as, as I mentioned in the Devo, it was, as, as you have mentioned, as I will too, just, you know, it was one of those moments where I was frustrated with myself even, yeah. right? And yeah. going into it, because you had, you had sent me a quick note and follow up to a text I had sent you, and the bottom line was, I was frustrated because I was like, man, I need to be much deeper into Matthew this month, and I'm not. Yeah. And that's part of my reading for this month. And mm -hmm. so I want to get it done, blah, blah, blah. And so I can get real religious real fast with that, right? Oh, I yeah. Can, I can get just, well, I got to do my thing, right? Instead of connecting with the Lord. And so yep. in the midst of that text finishing, which was so deep, I was like, oh my goodness, this is for this morning. Like this is where we're driving to over the yeah. next two hours. Yeah, exactly. So just, just the context of the text was pretty big deal for me personally. Mm-hmm. And then to be able to share that burden with those who had come with the same sure. or very similar burden sure. about their cities, about their communities, about their districts. Um, that was cool. The harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. Let's uh, stay focused and share the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord with this next generation. Psalm 78. Yeah. And the ask part of it, I think, is what's hard. Just being frank, right? We just, we make an assumption. We know what assumptions oh, yeah. do for us, uh -huh. right? that nobody has the same burden we have yeah. or nobody feels the same way we do about our community, about our city, about our schools. And yep. um, that assumption is right in some ways because it is not often, not always easy to get someone on the school campus. Yeah. But we've learned, at least I've learned, if I can get them on the campus once or twice, they, this is the best thing since sliced bread and whole yep. milk and everything else, yep. right? And That's so right. the idea of, not asking them first, but asking Jesus first was profound to me. Yeah. Hey, ask the Lord of the harvest for the worker. Oh, well, duh. Mm -hmm. I can knock on a hundred doors and do all the right things that EOS says, but yeah. if I don't ask Jesus first, yep. my bad. Yep. So I, that was the moment that mattered. My 17-year-old kid actually grabbed it hmm. when you texted it to me hmm. and listened to it and looked at me and said, did you plan for that? Because that was really good. <laughs> I was like, well, thanks, 17-year-old kid. You're one of those mm -hmm. that has a burden for your campus. Yeah. Um, and I don't get to take credit for that, right? Correct. You're a worker that was called to the harvest of one of the toughest campuses in Nashville. Yeah. So that was, it was pretty neat, also personal moment to watch my kid go, gosh, you like, you didn't plan that out and do it. No, sir. I just trusted God because Brad asked at the last minute. Mm -hmm. and it was my burden. I was just sharing it. So. That's right. 
That was right. pretty neat. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. Very well, cool. Thanks for uh, letting us peek inside of that and proclaiming that on the World Wide Web. And uh, hopefully it, it made a difference for somebody else today as well. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, this is a short one today, but it is good. And uh, we just take those God moments and, and plug them in here when we get them. So thank you for listening, for being a part of First Priority and uh, for giving us a review, sharing this with those that uh, you think might be benefit from it as well, uh, that it might be beneficial to them. And uh, until next week. See you soon. Thanks everybody.